Oh, okay. It's Tuesday. Hey, hey. Uh, and it just occurred to me that I've got several days worth of podcasts that I need to load to the thing. So that by the time you hear this, hopefully you've heard all the others. Uh, but I wanted to I wanted to comment on <laughs> our old pal Black Deuce. Old pal Black Deuce. Uh, he seems to think that I'm racing him. He really does. Uh, he seems to be under the impression. So Black Deuce always, he's he's first, or well, no, he's not first. He's usually second in line at the drop off. He used to have this big thing that was like, looked like it was painted with black nail polish. This this fucking beat ass truck of his that said black that said the Black Deuce license plate. Uh, now he's got a Dodge Neon. A few times I've seen him going around in a Rav Four. Which we're pretty sure that's not his. I don't know that the Dodge Neon is his either. But anyway, he's uh, <laughs> he's he's he sits in the line at the school. Okay, no big deal. Usually, what happens is I my kid likes to get out a minute or two early, and I'm totally okay with that because that helps me avoid even additional traffic. Uh, so she gets out. She's like, all right, I'm going to get out. Like, you sure? You can wait another minute or two. Nah, I'm going to get out. Okay. And she'll get out and just hang out in front of the school with the other kids who have already been dropped off or who walked there, rode their bikes, whatever. And yes, there are still kids in the dead of winter. They're riding their bikes to school, which again, is not that crazy. I, I talked about, I used to ride my bike literally every day, 300, well, not the full 365. There are a couple vacations here and there. Uh, but I rode my bike all winter long every morning at 5.30 a.m. to deliver newspapers. And uh, and so when, when I see kids riding their bikes to school, I'm like, what? And then I think about it. I'm like, well, the roads are paved. It's just cold. But they've got coats on. I mean, you go skiing in the winter. That's a hell of a lot faster than riding your bike. So, I mean, I guess it's not that crazy. Uh, anyway, so my kid will get out of the car and wait. And that's good for me. Because I can leave right about 8.50 or so and get home about 5 of 9. It gives me a few minutes to get ready, get, get my water filled and quick run to the restroom if I need to before meetings, before work, all that good stuff. That's great. Uh, Black Deuce has only in recent weeks in the last so say two three weeks tops black deuce has been letting his kid out also a minute or two early which i find interesting because they used to just they would just take their time he'd get out and he'd toss the football around to the kid they dick around while the doors are opening and it's time for the kids to go into school they're still like oh shit we gotta get back in the car get back in the car little deuce and uh, and now he suddenly he suddenly got places to go, people to see. And there's been a lot of times where I feel like I, I'm driving. Look, I do do I drive relatively fast to get home? Yeah, because I got to go home by nine. I don't have. There's not a big window. As much as I will be saddened in June when I drop my fifth grader off for the last time as a fifth grader. As, as sad as that makes me, I do look forward to next year when I don't have to make two separate trips 
to two separate schools to take my kids. I'm very excited about the fact that I'm going to drop two kids off at the middle school at 8 a.m., be home by 10 after, a quarter after 8, and that's it. I'm done. Now I've got time. I can whatever. Shower. I can have a little breakfast. I can, you know, anything, anything I want. The world's my oyster. I've got from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock. Whatever. Whatever needs to be done. Not have to worry about, you know, there's there's rarely, if ever, any meetings before 8. So I get to, you know, I'll come home. And if there are meetings, I'll be home. I don't have to worry about coordinating the... I look forward to that. I will be very sad when my kid's no longer a fifth grader. When we have no more children at the elementary school, which we are only a few months away now from that. We're, what, four months out? It's crazy. It's February. It seems like the end of the school year is a million years away. It's going to be here like that. In the blink of an eye, in the snap of a finger, my kids will be done with the school year, and I will officially no longer have any elementary school-aged children. And I will be somewhat – I will be heartbroken. I will be very – it was emotional when the first one finished fifth grade last year. The last – I was there to take them – to the drop off and pick them up on their last day as a fifth grader. And, uh, yeah, that was emotional and it'll be the same, but there was some sort of thing like, Hey, you know, that's sad, but at least we've got one more. Who's going to be, a still in the, in a little old elementary school for another year. We got more, one more year coming to our great elementary school and seeing all these faces and everything. And, and now we've got four months left and that's it. Uh, Four months and change, give or take, but still, let's just call it four months. But yeah, I will be happy because I I don't have to sit in that line anymore. I don't have to fucking have a an imaginary race with the black deuce where I want to I want to roll down my window and be like, hey, I'm not racing you. I'm just trying to get home by nine. I have meetings. I have work. This is I'm guessing maybe foreign to you. But I got shit to do, man, and I'm trying to get home for it. And, uh, you know, I'm not racing you. Not trying to measure dicks. Not trying to do any of that stuff. Just trying trying to get home. That's all there is here. That's all that's happening. And so, uh, I'd like to say that, but, you know, I just can't catch the guy. He used to be in that truck, the Black Deuce Mobile, which I think is, is probably in the... In the big uh, deuce yard in the sky, and because uh, that I don't, I think it was before Christmas was the last time we saw that thing. So it's been a couple months. I think that's, I think it's gone for good. It was not doing well five years ago when I first saw the deuce mobile next to us at a light, and it was, my God, the sound was like, by the way, are we at a monster truck show? What's happening right now? Uh, but now he's got that little Dodge Neon. And uh, he's got his little deuce coupe, and he can. <laughs> it's not he has a. I guess technically it's not. It's a four door sedan, really. The neon, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, so, in recent weeks, there was one day where I was behind him at the light, and the light turned green, and he wasn't going. I didn't honk my horn, but I was kind of you know I was right there, like come on. Like I'm trying to go, like, and he's he slowly inched forward, and then he kept hitting his brakes. He kept hitting his brakes. He kept hitting his brakes. I'm like, dude, I'm not 
trying to fuck with you. I just need you to drive like the other cars are doing so that I can get home. I'm not trying to... I'm not breaking the speed limit here. I'm not trying to do anything crazy. I'm not, you know, I'm just, I, I just want to get home because I have work. It's work time. <sighs> I'm not fucking with you. But clearly I'm in the guy's head because now he's leaving. I, I could see him every time I drove past him. He had this big smile on his face like, you motherfucker. Just like the first time there was a big giant gap in front of his car. He wouldn't pull in front of the crosswalk, even though you're, there's like three or four car, car lengths in front of the crosswalk. He wouldn't do it. So I'm like, well, that's a spot there. I'm going to pull up. So I'd pull up in front of him in front of the crosswalk and then let my kid out and then go. And now he's he's finally caught on in recent months to, that you can pull in front of the crosswalk. But I see I saw his face the first time I pulled in front of him to take that spot that he wasn't occupying. And he had the biggest... Yeah, it was it was just a bit it was one of those grins like you son of a bitch. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Or my name isn't Black Black Deuce. Anyway. Uh <laughs> so it's like uh here we go. It's one of those imaginary feuds that's not really a feud, but it somehow is a feud kind of feuds. Uh, because now, yeah, now ever since I've been like, you know, we just kind of did whatever. Like he was in that deuce mobile. It couldn't go very fast. So I'd go around him and I'd, I'd pull into the left lane or the right lane. Whatever lane he was in, I'd go in the other lane so that when the light turned green, I could just, you know, blow past him. I've got a peppy little car that goes, you hit the gas. It's only a four-cylinder, but man, oh man, that car can move. That car of mine. So, so now he's got the Dodge Neon, and now he can go faster than that old crappy truck that he, you know, drove across the. I wouldn't say drove across the finish line. I'm not sure. I'm not sure a finish line is something that he's ever seen in any in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but so yeah. So ever since I kind of was, you know. I wasn't even riding his ass. It was just the light turned and I'm hitting my gas pedal like time to go. Green means go. We can go now. And he didn't like that. So he just kept pumping the brakes, pumping the brakes. And then I got to a clearing and I zoop, I, I zoomed around him. And then that was it. And then I got home and didn't think about it again. And now he has ever since then, he's been dropping his kid off a minute or two before the doors open just as I have been doing. And I haven't been sitting there saying, all right, kid, get out of the car so I can get home. No. Sometimes my child doesn't feel like getting out early and will wait until they open the doors and then they'll slide out. And sometimes they want to get out a minute or two early. I'm like, okay, whatever you want. It's okay. I'll still make it home by nine. I just, yeah, if you get out early, I'm, I'll take advantage of it and I'll try to, try to get home, beat all the traffic home. So now Deuce is doing the same thing. He's, but I, I have a feeling that he's yelling at his kid, you get, you listen here, you get out of this car, you varmint, you get out right now, I'm your daddy and I'll tell you, <laughs> get out of this here car, you rascally of a varmint, you, that's my guess, I gotta be, it's a race, I'm in the race of my life, you little bastard, get out of this here car, you little scoundrel, and, uh, cause I, you know, 
I dropped my kid off and I was pretty far back in the line. I dropped my kid off. She wanted to get out a minute or two early. I said, are you sure it's raining? You can wait. And no, no, I'm good. All right. Have a great day. Love you. See you. Bye. That's it. And so I'm, I'm pulling around into the left lane to go past the cars that are waiting to drop off their children. And Deuce is, I mean, he's long gone. He is out of there. And I, I get to the part, the end of the parking lot where I pull out onto the main road, which is called Main Street. Um, it's not called Main Road, even though it is the main road. <laughs> uh, anyway, he, he pulls out, and he's behind a school bus on, on, the main, on main Street. I wait because there's cars turning in, cars pulling in, this coming from all directions. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to wait to get in an accident here. So I waited, and then somebody was friendly enough to wave me out, and I thanked them and, and went. And by this time, the school bus was long gone. Deuce was long gone. Long gone. Did not. He, I've been behind him, and this is a school zone, by the way. It's 25 miles per hour. Uh, he blows through that school zone. I've been behind him in the school zone, and he's easily doing 50. <laughs> easily. And, and you know what happens 100% of the time? He, he leaves me in his dust, and about two minutes later, I'm sitting right behind him at the light to take a left out onto the next big road. This morning was no exception to that. He left me in his dust, and I didn't care. I said, all right, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm going to get home. I, I'm already making good time. And I was actually thinking, I hope he makes the light so I, don't, I just don't even have to see him. I hope he makes the light before me. That was my big, that's what I hope. I, I hope that if I get to the light before him, I hope that I make the light before he does. And if he gets there before me, I hope that he makes it before I do. So I just don't even have to put up with his nonsense. Because all I'm trying to do is get home. All he's trying to do is have a fucking Mad Max showdown with anyone and everyone, particularly me. So I get there. And sure enough, we're at the light, and I'm right behind the black deuce. Right behind the neon, the neon deuce. And the light is red. It's very, it's very red. Not, not red and about to turn green. Not red, and you can see the other light in the other direction that's yellow. But red. A solid red. And he just fucking, he just guns it. I'm sitting there, I'm like, what the hell is he doing? He just, I mean, he was sitting at the light. And then, isn't it interesting, as soon as I pull up behind him, and I'm behind him for all of about three seconds before he just floors it and blows through that light. He's gone. And I'm like, whoa, dude. Okay, it's one thing to just be like, you know, an asshole. You're full on, you're breaking the law, and that is extraordinarily unsafe. What are you trying to prove here, dude? And then, of course, five seconds later, the light turns green and I go. And then I can't, and then I catch up to him at the next red light. And I'm going to just pull in. He's in the right lane. There's nobody in the left lane. I'm like, great. I'll pull in the left lane and, and I'll just go. And guess what? It was still red. And this dude fucking hauls ass through that red light. He saw me pulling up alongside of him and he just fucking... He hightails it. He floors it right through the light. Two lights. He's now blown through two 
very red red lights. <laughs> and then and then you can imagine what happened. The light turns green and then the next few lights are green and then I I take a turn, I turn off the road before he does. And I'm in the I'm in the right lane and you know what? There's a butt ton of traffic. But I'm I'm not stupid. It's wet, it's cold. I'm not about to try and like do something crazy and go past these eight cars just to just to get to my entrance, uh, I don't know, like s- three seconds earlier. So I'm like, all right, I'll just I'll stick behind this row of cars. He swerves out of the right lane, ro- the, the, the line of cars, to try and go past them. And then he finds himself face first into another, <laughs> another big line of cars. And we're practically neck and neck. And he's trying with all his might to just fucking haul ass. And I'm just sitting there. I'm listening to tunes. And I'm just watching him thinking like, man, this guy's not, he's not going to be around much longer. There's not going to be many more do stories to tell. Cause this guy is, he seems to want to just fucking not be alive the way he's driving. I mean, it is truly, I, I don't know what he's thinking. Well, yes, I do. There's, there's not much up there. I don't think he's really thinking anything. Uh, so, you know, one of us is racing to get home to have work and meetings. And the other one. The other one I think is racing home to like sit in a beanbag chair and masturbate to the Joe Rogan podcast would be my, if I were to guess. Um, which, by the way, if he has a beanbag chair, I'm very jealous. I have not had a beanbag chair in a very long time. My own beanbag chair. I was a small child the last time I had a beanbag chair. I love beanbag chairs. Uh my wife had a beanbag chair for for a while. That was fun, and then that kind of died out. We got rid of that, and so we've been we've been beanbag chairless for quite some time. And every time we go to the outlets, and I walk past that uh, Yogi Boji, whatever the fuck, Yogi Boogie, Yobigo, Yogibo, the nice chairs, you know. I walk past that store. We'll go in, and I'll look, and I'll be like. Oh, and then I'm like, we, I, we're not getting that. We're not getting that today. So, anyway, so Black Deuce, if you're sitting at home jacking it in a beanbag chair, I'm jealous because I wish I had a beanbag chair. It's been it's been a long. It's been 35 years since I've had my own beanbag chair. So if you if you sir are sitting in your own throne, your own throne of beans, then truly. Truly, I am, I am humbled this day by your excellence, your royal beanness, your royal bean deuceness. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I couldn't believe that. That's the story from today, from earlier this morning on a uh, Tuesday. I keep thinking it's Wednesday. Uh, it's one of those weeks, right? But it's not. It's not a Wednesday. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. It's supposed to be mild this week. There's a lot of wet, you know, the snow is melting, it's slushy, it's slippery, it's slick, and uh, and then Friday, or Saturday is supposed to be somewhere in the mid-50s, and I say to myself, aha, <laughs> now I'm saying, first I said, aha, what a perfect day to take down all of this Christmas stuff, finally, and put it in that storage unit, finally. And not have to touch the storage unit until, I don't even know, June. 
Well, probably sooner than that when we get the kids' bikes out, I guess. But that's easy enough. Uh, but then I'm thinking, ooh. <laughs> I'm thinking, ooh, it's going to be. It's going to be in the mid-50s. Who wants to take down Christmas stuff when you can go out and enjoy that beautiful summer 50-something degree temperature? No, I I really do think think that Saturday is going to be the day of of taking down Christmas. Finally, it has to be because I can't can't look at these, you know, sleds and snowmen and elves and I just, you know, I love it. But it's like I like I've said before. It seems like every Christmas, uh, when we're putting up these Christmas decorations, it seems like didn't we just do this ten minutes ago? And that's from taking down the Christmas tree in mid January. That's going eleven months without any Christmas stuff. So the longer if we're taking our stuff down in mid February now, when we get to late November, early December next year, sometime around Thanksgiving, when we put all this shit up, it's going to be like man. This really, really feels like we just did this a few days ago. So, yeah, this, this weekend has to be it. I don't know what the, what the temperature is for Sunday. Maybe that's a better day. Maybe Saturday is the day to enjoy the warmth. But I also know uh, it's, I, I, I got to stick to it, right? Got to stick to it. Got to stick to the plan. Got to take down. Yeah, see, Sunday is looking to be... 36 and maybe there's a little snowflake picture so i think saturday is the day take down that take down that tree uh another interesting another important thing to report last night uh we we had uh we have therapy the kids alternate weeks uh it was my turn to take the oldest next week will be the wife's turn to take the youngest and uh our, our routine is every other Monday we go to one of the farms on the way back. And uh, the farm that we were going to is, is closed for the season because they just oh, – but those that Brookdale fruit farm with those pistachio muffins and their pies, their pies are unlike anything else. Uh, but Lull Farm has the, has the better donuts. Not great. They're not lakeside, but they're better than uh, – Brookdale's donuts are – I don't even know why you would even bother making donuts when they're that bad. And I don't understand how they make muffins and pies that are so good and then make donuts that are so bad, so very bad. It's just horrendous cider donuts at Brookdale. But Brookdale closes in December, and I don't think they open back up until April. And Lull Farm is open all year round. So that's where we're going until April at least. And we get the cider donuts, get a little taste of fall. It's nice. And... uh uh, you know, a little like a pound cake. It was a blueberry lemon last time. This time it was a snickerdoodle apple bread something with frosting on it. Stuff that I really, really need and should be eating. Uh, the kids, we got they each got to have a cookie. And uh, and then, uh, oh yeah, and then also a, <laughs> almond cross- a vanilla almond croissant. Oh man. Oh baby. Uh, so, but I was very excited because I asked the girl at the bakery. I said, okay. So they've got the bags of donuts stacked up. And if you're buying the bag of uh, cider donuts that are right in the front entrance, you're a sucker because those are the oldest. Those are the ones they really want to get rid of. Those are the real stale ones. Don't touch those. You need the, the ones at the bakery. Those are the good ones. And I asked her, I said, okay, because they've got a whole bunch of them bagged up. And I said, all right, 
of all these ones here, which, uh, you got any idea of the time frame? <laughs> What's the timeline for these donuts? Am I... Am I looking at, I'm guessing I'm looking at oldest to newest from back to front, or what's uh, what's the deal? She said, yeah, these ones in the back here, those are the ones that I just put out. So those are the, fr- I'm like, okay, I'll take one of those bags, please. And sure enough, I got home, and I had a delicious cider donut, and it was oh, wonderful. It was wonderful. And we listened to this new, oh, what's the podcast called? I know, I'm on my podcast promoting Bridgewater, that's it. These, uh, this Aaron Mankey and his, uh, his grim and mild, I mean, we just can't get enough of these podcasts. I'm kind of over, not say over, but like his podcasts, you know, I've been listening to lore for a long time and more often than not, I listen to lore and I realize that I've just completely tuned out whatever he's talking about. I love the music. I love the stories, but I just kind of, there's so many times, you know, like when you read a book before bed, if you're reading, you're lying in bed, you read the same sentence. 50 times and you go back and you're like, Hey, I just read this. What am I doing? It's kind of like that with lore. Cause I just, I get into sort of a daze and I, my mind wanders and I'm just enjoying the music. And he has such a calming sort of soothing voice and I've missed everything that he said, but the other podcasts in his podcast empire, I, I can, I pay attention to. And this one, whatever I just said, Bridgewater. And it has a pretty good, you know, I love the 13 days of Halloween They've got uh, you know good stories and it's uh, it's it's kind of spooky and fun to listen to. Um, really well produced, high ends, you know, great quality. Uh, and this Bridgewater is the same thing. And they've got uh, Nathan Fillion is one of the voices, and Will Will Wheaton is one of the voices. And it's just yeah, it's, I'm listening to it. I'm like, ah, this is a, I like this. It's a good story. So we, I I love it driving through the country. With one, if not both of my children listening to spooky podcasts any time of the year, late in the day, is a delight. It's, it's one of the things I'd like to think when I'm older and this, this stuff has come to an end. I'd like to think either one of two things would happen is like, maybe I'll have one of those things where my kids are, you know, they're in their 20s, 30s, 40s. And we still, once in a while, might take a drive through the country to listen to spooky podcasts like old times. Uh, or I'll have some grandchildren maybe you can do that with. But I know whatever happens, I'm going to look back and just be like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll sit there and I'll be like, you remember the old days? Remember we used to drive around the country and we just, the countryside and we just listen to the podcast on a Saturday night or coming back from therapy and you know, enjoy the winter sunset and the snow on the ground or the leaves falling off the trees and just listen to, remember that? Remember how great, anyway, it's, it's a, just a, just a highlight. It's just, I love it. I love it. Anyway, uh, so that's about it, I guess for now. Uh, I saw Joe Rogan's apology, uh, in his apology, he just continues to say, to talk about he's, he, in the apology, he seems pissed. He's like, you know, Red Fox gets to say it. Richard Pryor got to say it. And, you know, I said it when I was referencing some of those things, but it's not allowed. And that's, that's and then he stops and he's like, which is no good. It shouldn't be allowed. I shouldn't be allowed to say it. There's got to be somebody off to the side being like, Joe, it was bad. N-word, bad. Remember. Remember, Richard Pryor, Red Fox, not white. Joe Rogan, quite white. 
It's okay for them to say it. It's not okay for me to say it. It's such a weird word in that regard, but also a horrible word, and I should never have said it, and I should never say it. <laughs> and uh, and then he goes on because he made some reference. There was some story about like he, some comedian. They were going to see Planet of the Apes, and they got dropped off in some neighborhood. And he was referring to like I, I don't even want to repeat it, but he was he was making, you know. I guess it was a predominantly black neighborhood and he made just horrible jokes, horrible jokes. And in his apology, he's referring back to that joke and he's like, all I was saying was I felt like when we got out of the car, we were on Planet of the Apes in Philadelphia. I think the original story I feel like was Harlem, but in any event, and it's like, that's, that's your apology is like, no, 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 you don't understand. I wasn't being racist. I was just saying that getting out of a black neighborhood was like Planet of the Apes. That's my apology. I'm like, oh, man. And then you read the comments. Oh, my God. The comments and everybody. I mean, this is like you're fucking you're fucking brainwashed. You do you understand? Like it really because they're all in the comments like, don't apologize, Joe. You don't owe anybody an apology. You never even said anything racist. Nothing. Not a racist bone in your body. Uh, you don't have any, you just have open dialogue on your show. Yeah, it just happens to be a bunch of racists who come on to have open dialogue. But yeah, he's not, he's not racist. It's really like, oh my God. And then I do the thing where I'm like, okay, I don't want to know, but who do I know who follows Joe Rogan on Instagram? Luckily, nobody. I'm like, oh, phew, okay. None of my, well, at least the people who liked the apology, I was like, oh, okay. There was only one that was kind of heartbreaking because he's he's some school teacher from Louisiana who does funny little bits where he's pretending to be his kids and stuff, the kids in the class, and it's kind of funny. But uh, that was the only one that was. I'm like, I can't, you know, I I don't want to, I don't want anything to do with you if you're like, if you're even just like slightly on board with this Rogan character. Even before he was just just a super fucking hateful sort of idiot. He just, he was never funny. Don't we want, you know, like Whitney Cummings had that tweet about, it's not our job to be heroes. Our job is to take you through a spooky, mental, twisted, haunted house to get, huh? Oh, here comes another comedian who's never been funny, talking about what a comedian is supposed to do, and not once in that tweet mentioning comedy as one of the things that is expected of a comedian. It's literally the only thing that I expect from a comedian. And then there's Mark Marin, bless his soul. <laughs> the first tweet underneath is like, well, do you think that comedy should be one of the things comedian? I don't know. I'm, I'm misquoting, but it's like, yes, thank you, Mark Marin. Um, and frankly, I don't find I, his podcasts are interesting. I don't find Mark Marin to be particularly funny, but I like, I think he's a smart, smart enough guy. He's entertaining enough. I like his podcasts. And I uh, really appreciated him having a response to Whitney Cummings, who's never been funny. Anyway. But, yeah, they're sticking together. Like, hey, man, it's our job to be. And then all the tweets are great because it's talking. It's other comedians talking about, like, it's the job of the comedian. to, And then, and then going, I can't think of an example because I'm stupid. But uh, just some great, great stuff and none, none of it referring to actual comedy. Oh, man, what a wacky world. Joe Rogan. Okay, so there you go. Black Deuce, 
Joe Rogan, what a fucking, oh, oh. And I couldn't get the, today's wordle. There were like, t- it, it was one of those words that there's like a million words that have the same three letters. And so I'm guessing, this is a bad example, but let's just say, let's just say it was a three letter word ending in OP. And I'm guessing, okay, pop, bop, mop. You know, and then all of a sudden it's like, nope, it's top. And you guessed it wrong. It was the same kind of thing where I'm like, I'm trying to guess and it's like, it's it's so close. It's one of, it's one of like six words, but I've already, I already guessed boner and that was wrong. So I only have five guesses left and I'm going to, I picked everything except the word that it actually was. But, uh, you know, I needed to be humbled. I needed to be taken down a few pegs. I got too cocky. I lost sight of what's really important in life, and Wordle had to remind me. I was drunk with power, mad with bloodlust. Wordle, bloodlust. And I got put in my place. As every great champion should, once in a while. <laughs> Just like Black Deuce, front of those red lights. Oh, boy, there's some karma coming your way, Black Deucey. You can't do that. We're not having a race, first of all. Second of all, you know, it's a red light jackass. Anyway, fun times. Fun times with the deuce. Fun times with the deuce. Okay, then. Uh, That's it. We'll talk to you next time on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Go to birthdayboyshop.com and get some merch. Later, Gators.